You are listening to a sermon from Gateway Foursquare Church in Campbell River, BC. We are so glad that you joined us today and trust that the Lord will speak a word directly to you as you listen. To learn more about Gateway, find out what's happening, or to give a gift online, check us out at www.gatewayfoursquare.ca. You are welcome to join us in person each week at 9 and 11 a.m. Now get ready. Here is this week's message. And so I'm also excited to be able to, to share the word. I believe the Lord put on my heart for us this morning. And after 17 years, if the Lord had one message through me, it would be something like this. Because there might be another 17 years till I get back here. So, so this will be the, you know, a message that I believe that the God, that it's not just, it's just not something just for, for us. But it's, this is my heart. And I know that, that my, my passion is, is for the Lord and to see uh, disciples making disciples and to see churches multiplying and growing and to recognize that everybody gets to play in the game. Nobody's on the sidelines. And so that's my heart is to see everybody involved. Is that Joe back there? I thought that was Joe back there. Joe and Quee? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of the old guards, nice to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Frank and Joy as well, good to see you. And uh, Ian, Ian Rudiger and John Christensen, he used to live with us. And good old Sid and Blair and Val. And, uh, you know, I mean, we think we got, we, got, we got people here that uh, have been around for a while. But I want to talk about this morning open doors. And so... Uh, let's read in Colossians, next slide, Colossians 4, 2, and 6, which says, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for his word, for the word, to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I also am also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with some salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So my theme this morning is that the Lord has open doors of opportunity for each and every one of us. But we need to be intentional about seeking those doors and those opportunities. And being intentional means that rather than waiting for people to come to us, we take the initiative to look for opportunities out there. See, the scripture here says that we need to pray or ask that God would open to us a door. See, our job is to ask, and his job is to open. But if we don't ask, how can he open? I mean, it's, this is not rocket science, right? And so God wants to work with us in a relational way. He has a co-mission for us. 
He's commissioned us. That means we work with him. He's with us. And he wants us to be his business partner. Because as Jesus says, I must be about my father's business. And our father has a business that he wants us to be, to be joined with. And by the way, he's always open for business. Yes, he is. Yes, that's right. And so my question this morning is, so what's so special about you that you can't be used of God? Let's go to Acts, the next slide, Acts 16, 6 to 10. This is a great example that, that as we're intentional about going out to seek open doors, the Lord is more than capable of shutting doors and showing us open doors. It says, now when, when they, Paul and Timothy, had gone through uh, Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Closed door. Okay. Don't want you to go there. Uh-uh. And after that, they came to Mysia, and they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Closed door. Don't want you to go there. See how the Lord leads? Yeah, you see? Open doors, closed doors, closed doors. And so passing by Mysia, they came to, down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. I don't know if you said it like that, but... <laughs> now, now, Paul, you know, he, he, he probably figured this out, but now after that, he had seen the vision. Immediately, we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Open door. Not that difficult. See, God... And I know he does. God has open and closed doors for us. Every one of us here. Now, maybe the reason things aren't working out so much for you at times is because you've got your fingers in the door that God is trying to close. <laughs> Lord! Lord! So we got to recognize he's got closed doors, he's got open doors. What we got to do is find the open ones. I, I remember when, when Debbie and I first started going to, to Costa Rica as missionaries, right? We went to this place called Playa del Coco, and I didn't know what to do. I was just a missionary, right? So I said, okay, Lord, now what do I do? And he says, well, you're a missionary, right? I said, I'm a, I'm a missionary. He says, well, you need to go find some people. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I figured, well, in the downtown plaza, there's people. They usually hang around and sit, right? So I went down to the plaza, and I, I went down, and I, I sat down on a bench there, and, and I waited for people to come talk to me. And so for 45 minutes, I was sitting there waiting. I said, Lord, here I am, missionary. Nobody's coming to me. And he says, well... If you're a missionary, I've called you to go to where the people are, and, and you need to go and go to them. Oh, Lord. Anyway, so, so he said, you know, John, in this plaza, in this plaza, in this little park here, there are three types of people. There are people that are closed. There are people that are semi-closed and semi-open. And then there are people that are open. And by my spirit, I'm going to show you the open ones. And then you go and talk to those people. 
And so I started looking. I thought, eh, closed. Eh, closed. Eh, kind of open, closed. Oh, there's an open person. Anyway, so, I, so that's, that's how I got started, recognizing that God has open, open doors for us. And in my broken Spanish, hola, hi, oh, oh, it's kind of like, hello, my name is John Overholt. I mean, this is like my Spanish. That's what my Spanish sounds like. Hello, my name is John Overholt. How are you? <laughs> oh, good to see you. And where are you from? Oh, you are from Nicaragua. Oh, good. I am from Canada. And, uh, oh, what do you do in Nicaragua? Oh, you're looking, no, you're looking for work here. Ah, and what do I do? Oh, I am an ambassador. Oh, ambassador. Yes, I am an ambassador for the king of the kings and the lord of the lords. Do you know him? And so anyway, we start a conversation and, 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 and it's not that difficult. <laughs> Even in broken Spanish. I was telling my Spanish people, look, if I can speak, if, if I can minister in Spanish, not knowing how to speak Spanish very well, you can certainly do it because you all know the language. <laughs> Anyways, I remember my first Mexico outreach, I had plans to go through a door, but God knew the timing was wrong. And I remember this was like back in 1988. And... Uh, we had uh, our school at that time, and we had started practicing in September because we were going to go on to Mexico outreach, leaving on Boxing Day. And so for two, two and a half months, we were practicing Spanish, we were practicing our songs, we were practicing our skits, and we were praying every, every you know, all throughout the week for months and months. And then Pastor Farron, about a month before we were to go, he says, you know, John, I really have a bit of a check about this trip you're taking and I thought no I mean we, we're ready to go right and that can't be the Lord so anyways I, he said well just pray about it and so I prayed about it and it was about uh, two weeks before we were supposed to go he, he says he's called me into his office and says you know John I just uh, have a real check about you guys going and I, I, I don't think you you're not going Pastor, Pastor Fred, right? Whew, man, was I disappointed. A little angry, too. And I thought, hey, like, we're ready to go. We've been practicing. We've been praying. And nope. So I, had to I think, Amy, you were, you, were, you, were <laughs> you were there, right? It was just like, how disappointing, right? After all this closed door. And... Um, Anyways, we discovered that on Boxing Day and during that week, there was a, a huge snowstorm all the way down the, the West Coast. It would have been a disaster if we had gone during that time. But then we did get to go in the spring, and what a glorious time we had. And from there, we started. This church, we were sending two to three teams to Mexico every year. Like we were, like we had sent over 45 trips down there. And so, so I just want to give you some, some examples of some open doors that the Lord has, has, has brought me through. For example, the next slide, yeah. Where, where we were staying back um, in Tijuana, uh, the base where we were staying overlooked this valley. 
And in this valley, this was, now this was like back in 1988, 1989, I mean, people are still trying to get into the promised land back then. And uh, so as we were looking, I was looking very similar to this here. I was just looking, and the Lord said, how would you like to take your team down there and minister? And I thought, that can't be the Lord. <laughs> There's bad people down there. <laughs> we don't know anybody down there. It's scary down there. I think, Blair, you were on that team, and, and Val, too, and I'm not sure if you were, you were there, too. Anyways, I said, oh, the team will never go for this. Anyways, we prayed about it, we, I, I, I said, and the team, and so we, uh, we, we all decided that, uh, that uh, we were going to go. So we, we had a little sound system, we had a blue tarp and everything, and we went down into this valley, and, and we went right into the middle of these people, because God had opened a door for us. See, this was an open door that God wanted us to go through, because sometimes the doors that he has for us, they're not always that that good looking <laughs> and safe. So anyways, we went down there and we set up our tarp and we had a little sound system. I had my guitar and we started singing Alabare, 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 you know, some, some of the Christian songs. Then we did some dramas and skits and right in the middle of these people and then always afterwards we have a kind of an altar call and, and um, we had an altar call and uh, it was quiet. And for those that wanted prayer or wanted to come forward for, for salvation to come forward, nobody came. Everybody was quiet. And I thought, I'll wait for another 30 seconds. Okay, well, I guess that's it. Get out of here. <laughs> Anyways, this, this older lady from the back started coming up forward. She started and she came out right in front of us. And then trickle by trickle, all of them came and they all knelt before us. We got to pray for them and minister to them. God had opened a door for us that we went through. See, sometimes it's, it's hard to grow your faith when we're in our comfort zone. I remember the next, next slide when Debbie and I were in Playa del Coco. And... Um, we lived right across the street from this, where they were doing construction. And so I was just on my way downtown to talk to the people in the plaza. And uh, as I was just leaving, going for downtown, this, this uh, Nicaraguan worker stopped me and, and we started talking and he found out that I was a missionary, a pastor, and he says, would you like to come and talk to our workers? Well, I am a missionary. <laughs> And so, yeah, of course I would. And so, anyways, open door. It was after 3 o'clock. They were off work. They all came out of their little shacks they had, sat on some stumps, and I started to share with them. Then I went to get my guitar, got some more Bibles. And out of that little open door, the Lord started a little church on the construction site. Next, next slide. open door and then we we began to work with these Nicaraguan workers next slide and uh, and so 
then I said to these, these Nicaraguan guys, I said, you know, I'm not just here to, just to have a little church gathering. I'm here because God's called us to make disciples and to go and make disciples and make disciples. So let's go find some other place to minister. And so I, so I just sensed the Lord saying, go and find a place where there isn't a church. So I took my, our car and we went around and found this little, this, this little neighborhood, barrio, next, next slide, called La Isleta. And um, I went knocking on doors, talked to people, and I found, next, next slide, the, this is Isabella, the person that opened the doors. Some of you have known, some of you have been to Isabella's place. And she opened the door that God had for us. Next slide. And so there he is in his glory. <laughs> Guitar man. Next, next slide. And so we, we started uh, a church gathering outside of her, her place. Open door. Next slide. And, uh, and then more people started to come. Next slide. And so through one open door that God had for us, God began to multiply and to grow and to see what he wants to do. Because God has a mission for us. At first I thought, well, this is my mission. I said, no, it's not my mission. He said, this is my mission. The Lord says, I've got a church. I've got a mission for my church. And so, anyway, so another, another open door. Uh, just a few, few years ago, we were ministering in Nicaragua. Um, and you can put the next slide on too, I believe. And um, I think it's a video, so I think you can play it, maybe. There we go. This is, this is where we were uh, in, in Nicaragua. And we were working with um, the people in... Um, that were living right next to the, the, the garbage dump. And uh, these, this is how people make, make money. Um, they've got their little hose, and uh, we were right in here. See the guy on, on top of the truck there? This is like work safe, right? And so they, uh, this is what they, they do all day long. And so we were, we were in there uh, helping out, giving out stuff for them. And uh, so while, while the rest of the, the, the team was around ministering um, family to family, I sensed the Lord say, I want you to go and, and go and talk to the people that were out there in the dump. And so, so I was standing at this, at, at, in this alley, and I could see this is where they were. And so um, I just said, open door, John, go down there. Uh, because, you know, we're, we're called to be light in the darkness. And light is most effective when there's darkness. Right here, we're all lit up. You know, hey, come on. We're all lit up. There's a lot of, lot of light here. But God's called us to go where there's, 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 there's darkness. And so I went down there, and, and uh, one of the things, uh, one of the, the, the leaders said, before you go in here, don't take any money with you. Get rid of your watches, everything else. Don't have anything. And so 
I went, and there was, there was a group of these guys, and they had these pitchforks and stuff, and they said, hey, gringo, venga aquí, with that tiny dinero, you got money? Come. Anyway, so I went in there, and um, maybe the next slide. Will use a video, too. The dump in Ciudad Sandino, we've just shared the gospel with the people. Many have come to know the Lord. And this is Ishmael, and he's been reading the gospel of John that we gave to him. So maybe that open door was for Ishmael. Next slide. Because you can, you, we cannot for, force someone to hear a message they are not ready to receive, but we must never underestimate the power of planting a seed in someone. And so the open doors that God has for us may seem insignificant to us, but we need to recognize that God has assignments for all of us. And um, last year we were in Nic Nicaragua and our team, next slide, was uh, we were on our way to a church service. And um, one of the team members decided that they were going to stop for coffee. Now this was rather annoying to me because we were on our way to a church service. So I reluctantly, I said, okay, all right, let's, let's get out of the van. Let's go and have coffee. Didn't realize that God had an open door for us to go through. And so we, we started to, to share with this beautiful lady at the coffee shop. And as, as we were talking, I said, so how is your relationship with the Lord? And all of a sudden, tears started to come down. And we got a wonderful opportunity, next, next slide, to, to, to pray for her and to lead her to the Lord. To, and so, so even when we're about doing something else, God may have an open door for us that, that he has for us. So we need to be, be aware of that. Another time we were in Costa Rica and um, our team was, was, we were just leaving and we were in our van, and uh, we were just driving from a church service. We were driving home, and I saw this group of, of, of Nicaraguan migrant workers. Uh, they were just sitting by, by, this, by the side of the road. And I just sensed the Lord say, open door, stop the van. Next, next slide. Got out of the van. And uh, <laughs> the, the people in the van were like, what are we doing? <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? Anyway, we got out and uh, we started to, to share the gospel uh, with these beautiful, beautiful people. And, um, you know, many of them came to know the Lord as we, as we shared, shared with them. And so, um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then we were also in, in Costa Rica. 
um, we were just finishing going door to door visiting 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 families. And there is like you know, it's like visiting families is like, hey, come on in, have a coffee, sit down, relax. You know, in Canada, it's like, what do you want? And it's like, here, there is a whole lot easier. Anyway, so we were we were on our way back, and so we we passed this family, these 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 guys there, and as we were passing, one of the guys says, "Well, aren't you going to come and talk to us?" And you wouldn't hear that in Canada, like that just wouldn't happen, right? And so uh, I said, "Of course, of course, we are." So we stopped, we got back in there, and next next slide, well, there, no, no, there, 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 there. And so we got to pray for them and, and uh, open doors, open doors. And what's the, what's the common factor in all of this? Is that we were on mission. We were, we were looking. We, were, we, were, we, were, we had our, our sail up. We were, we were going. And on the way, God has, God has these doors that he has for us. And uh, actually, Debbie was, 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 was just saying last, last week where we live, uh, we were just coming back from a walk, and um, um, we were just coming into our, where, where we live. We live in a bit of a, a strata thing, and we were walking, walking by, and I saw Jack by his car. So I said, I just sent the Lord to say, open door, go talk to Jack. Okay, so Debbie went on, and I talked to Jack for an hour and a half. I was able to share with Jack my testimony and, and, you know, how his relationship with church and all that kind of stuff was. And it was like an open door because, because I was looking. I was intentional about looking for, for opportunities. They're all over the place. Now, you may know a lot about fishing and have all kinds of fishing gear. You may have a great fishing boat. But you're not going to catch any fish while your boat is parked in your driveway and you're sitting at home watching the news. Hello. And rarely will a fisherman have fish jump into his boat while moored at the dock. For a fisherman to catch a fish he or she needs to be intentional about going on a fishing expedition. Hello. And there are fish out there <laughs> ready to be caught. Right, Sid? Where, Sid? Come on. When was the last time you got fish in your driveway? Yeah. By the way, I'm going to have some of that fish you're talking about later on there. And just like there are people in our towns who are ready to have their lives restored and made whole, they need someone to come to them. Next slide. Because God doesn't have a mission for his church. He has a church for his mission. And he has opened doors for us. And he has people that are prepared and ready for the harvest. But he needs laborers to connect with these people. This next slide is always a little convicting. 
Okay. Um, what's the next slide after this one? Or did I miss one? No, be, no, go back. Go back. Okay. Okay. I'll get to that one later. Alrighty. Um, Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay. Right now, talking about fishing, that uh, we, the church, still have this calling to go and fish for men. and to rescue people, and to go into the world and to make disciples. And we still have this, this ministry of reconciliation, which means to, that, that we have a, a responsibility to reconnect people to God, to help them to restore their relationship with God. And we have a, uh, a world right now that, that is uh, basically upside down. And just like the, the disciples of old, they went and they turned the world upside down. Actually, the world was already upside down. We're just going to need to turn it right side up. Amen? And so we need to be as the early church who was known for the ones who turned the world upside down, but actually turning it right side up. And I saw this in the latest movie out there about rescue, rescuing children. See, the lost are not going to come to us. You know why? Because they're lost. <laughs> I remember Debbie and I, we were, we were on vacation in the Dominican Republic. We were just on the beach with hundreds of tourists, just taking it easy. And this, uh, we saw, I saw this young lady, this young mom, and she was frantic because her little, her little six-year-old boy, Robbie, was lost. And she was going, help me, help me. My, my, my son, he's six years old. He's about this high, and, and I can't find him. And he, I, we, we don't know where he is. And, we, and so she was, she was looking for, for people to help her find, find Robbie. And she was frantic, and she was gathering people. And they, people were going all over looking for Robbie. And, and God just touched my heart. And I said, what can I do, Lord? And, 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 and God says, you know, did you see the look in that mother's eyes? Did you see her face, how frantic she was and how determined she was and how helpless she was and how determined she was to find her son? And, and he, she, the Lord says, you know, that's how my church should be because there are lost people that need to be rescued but unfortunately they're like most of the people on this beach just laying her back taking it easy because we are called to be say this is see this is this is a, this is my message <laughs> we are called to be salt but salt has absolutely no impact while gathering in the salt shaker and this is a good salt shaker here Come on. And we have, you know, I mean, there are some great, wonderful church salt shakers around. 
I mean, some have a lot of salt, mega salt. Some have great looking salt shakers. But salt needs to be shaken out. Same as the church needs to leave the building and recognize there's open doors out there. Come on. And we need to know that God has opened doors for all of us all over the city. He has little doors and big doors for us to go into. And he's given us keys. Keys to the kingdom. And he's given us a promise that, that these guys, I believe that the next slide, was it? Was that the next one? No, the, okay, the one before. This one before this one? That's the one. That's where it says, uh, Peter, Simon Peter answered said, You are the Christ, son of the living God. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, sometimes we have the wrong conception of, of the gates of hell. You know, when I first saw the scripture, it was like, you know, the, you know, the enemy, is, he's coming with these gates, you know, against the church. Well, you know, gates are not very good offensive weapons. <laughs> gates are what the doors that the enemy has. And what God is saying is that I have given you power and the keys to go through these open doors that I've called you to go through. And as we begin to go through these open doors, the enemy, the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against you as you go through them. And that's what we're called to do is we need to go through these gates that God has for us. Now we can go to the next one. And the next one. This is the one that kind of grips me. And my question is like, where, where am I in this picture? Where do I fit here? And I guess I've always seen myself in one of these rescue boats. So, now go to the one before that one. Okay. So how do we do this? Well, we have to venture out of the harbor and put our sail up and allow the wind of the Holy Spirit to lead us to those, to those whom the Lord has prepared. And I believe that as we pray and as we ask the Lord that he has specific assignments for each and every one of us here, everybody gets to be in the game. But we have to be, we have to be, we have to be, we have to be intentional about this. And we have to set aside times to go on fishing expeditions. Because Jesus says, and I will make you fishers of men. Okay, there, go to the next slide. Okay, stay there. Okay. So, how many people here are, are saved, born again? Hopefully most of you are, yep. How many of you were just sitting at home and all of a sudden you were born again? Oh, wow, I just got born again. Wow, what that happened? Wow, that was a surprise. Whoo, man. 
Didn't think that was going to happen. How many know that you came to the Lord because someone came into your life who made an impact upon you to seek the Lord? I was just, I was just uh, sitting in my trick and joke shop, minding my own business, doing tricks and jokes. <laughs> the, the, the joke was on me, actually, afterwards. But God sent messengers to me, missionaries. The first one came to basically pray for me. And all of a sudden, I got convicted of my lifestyle, recognizing that, man, there's something wrong with me, something wrong with what I'm doing. The second one came to impact me. Young lady came, opened the door and said, uh, Mister, uh, you're going to go to hell if you stop living the way you're living. And then she left. It was like, this sword came in me. I wasn't religious or anything. I was far, I was probably voted least likely to become a Christian in high school. But it was an impact upon me that stirred me. I, I needed to hear that. I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily, you know, suggest that you, you know, unless you're led by the Lord, you know, too. But I can just imagine this poor young 17-year-old girl thinking, you want me to do what? <laughs> Trick and joke shop guy? I don't even know the guy. Yeah, I know. You want me to tell him What? Yeah, but can I just tell him that God loves you and has a good plan for your life? No, that's not going to work. How about the four spiritual laws? Evangelism explosion? Not going to work, eh? This is what you want me to tell him. Okay, Lord. You know, one day I, I hope to meet this young lady who had the, the guts to obey the Lord for, to, to go through this open door that, that, that he had for me. And the third person was my best friend who came to me at a party and said, Hey, John, I've just had an encounter with God. And it kind of, what's going on here? So I, within three months, I, I was seeking, sought the Lord and got on my knees and said, Yes, Jesus, and I've never recovered. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> yes. But somebody came to me to interrupt my life and to speak and to pray, and to do whatever I needed to hear. And so, you know, and we, we are all called to be light, to shine before men. But it doesn't stop there. See, there, there's, a, there's a wonderful saying by Francis of Assisi that, that says, you know, preach the gospel, and if, you, and if necessary, use words. You know, I know what he's trying to say there. I'll tell you this. I didn't get saved because of someone's good actions. I got saved because someone spoke to me. How many here got saved because someone spoke to you? Come on. And I got saved because, someone, because God sent people to me. Now, you may think, next slide, yeah, but... You know, I'm just not the witnessing type. Oh, yes, you are. You're either a good one or you're a bad one, but you are one. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Over the next slide. Yeah, but, you know, I don't feel lead. I just think it's a different kind of lead. Next slide. Yeah, I'm not sure that I have a call to go. Well, then I presume you have a clear call to stay. And I'm pretty sure that the final words of Jesus to his disciples was go and make disciples because we are all, all, all sent ones. That's who we are. He, has, he hasn't got plan B. We're plan A. Next slide. You know, well, I'm just a secret agent for Christ. You know, some of us are so secret, nobody knows we're Christians. We're followers of Jesus. Next slide. You know, this is, this really, this really, we're, we're, this really is not a cruise ship, folks. <laughs> but sometimes we figure this is, right? We're just on a cruise ship and everything's going fine, lovely, you know, the church is good. And we can relax and enjoy the music and have a good time and have coffee afterwards and we can go home afterwards. No, this is our call. Next slide. No, the church is a battleship where it's all hands on deck. Amen? Yikes. I know this is a disturbing message. But I think we need to hear it once in a while. Come on. See, I believe that the Lord has assignments for us if we will only take the time to ask him. Lord? 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 I'd like an assignment, please. Yeah, it's about time. I thought you'd never ask. And you know what? As we pray this, Lord, do you have an assignment for me this week? Yes, I do. Oh. He will answer you, but you have to ask. Now, do you think that the Lord is capable of giving you an assignment? I think he is. See, again, so the question is, what's so special about you that you can't be used of God? Do you think that he is able to lead you and guide you to an open door of opportunity? Yeah, I think he is. What would happen? What would happen if we actually took this message seriously and started to apply this to our lives? I believe that's what God wants to do. And, we, and, man, we're going to really see this multiplication here. So, final slide. The mark of a great church is not its seating capacity, but its sending capacity. And so the heart of the Lord this morning, this is not just my heart, I believe the heart of the Lord this morning, for me sharing this message is simply to stir up, to stir you up, to begin to seek the Lord for the specific assignments that he has for you.
See, the work of an evangelist, and there's, you know, there's part of me is there's an evangelist in me here, right? And the work of an evangelist is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So this morning, I'm just doing my job, just stirring up this morning. He has assignments for you. So put your sail up. And to look for the ones who are open, who he has prepared. And there are literally hundreds of open doors ready to be opened. So let's go to find the ones who are open. And let's go and set some captives free. Because that's our call. That's your call. And the last slide. Let's go. Vamanos. Come on. That's it. That's all I have, folks. There you have it. Thanks for joining us today. We trust that the Lord has something great in store for you. Do you have a question or a prayer request? Send an email to info at gatewayfoursquare.ca or find us on Facebook at GatewayCR. Don't forget we gather each Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. at 403 Fifth Avenue here in beautiful Campbell River. Have a great day.